Greetings and welcome back to the OU-sponsored Mishnah Yomit program. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. It's my honor and privilege to be studying Masechet Ketubot with you. We're now beginning our study of the second parak of Ketubot. As I mentioned in the last podcast, this parak picks up where the last parak ended off, uh, with Rabbi Yeshua's opinion about Naamanut. We'll see how that plays out. Haisha shenit armala o shenit garsha. If a woman became widowed or divorced, and now she's speaking either to the estate or to the ex. He omeret betulah nesatani, meaning when I was married, I was married as a betulah. It was my first time, which means the ketubah owed is two hundred. Vomer, either he or the estate, if it's a widow, says lochi ela almananesatich. When I married you, you were a widow, meaning that your ketubah was one hundred. If there are a deem that when she was married, she went out wearing that particular kind of veil that was the custom for only the two to wear. For her hair was uncovered, or was unbound. In other words, if there are witnesses that can testify that when she married this fellow, she behaved as a first-time bride, then He says there's another proof, which is, they would have a custom of to- throwing toasted grains at the couple if she was a betula. That would also be testimony. In other words, whatever was the common custom that was unique to betula would be good testimony. And here's where Yeshua comes in, the second Mishnah. Rabbi Yeshua ba'omer l'chaviro, if a fellow says to another, a uh, fellow comes up to a young man and says, does not have to be a young man, but says, this field was originally your father's, and I bought it from him. Shu Ne'eman. Now, the main reason here that it's Rabbi Yeshua is Modeh is because in the previous Mishnayot, occupying the second half of the first parak, Rabbi Yeshua said that her claim was not believed, and that uh, we we will assume her to be in the unfavored state unless she can prove her position. Here, if a fellow comes and says, this field that you knew nothing about, in reality, used to belong to your father, but I bought it from him, Shun He's believed. Why? And here is a basic principle of Ne'emanut, of credibility. The same mouth that forbade is the mouth that permitted. Meaning, had he said nothing, this fellow would have known nothing about the field. He wouldn't know the field ever belonged to his father. Because he opened his mouth and said, yes, this field was your father's, therefore he has credibility when he says, and I bought it from him. But, but if there are witnesses, meaning there's external information confirming that this field belonged to the fellow's father, and then this guy says, but I bought it from him, he doesn't have any credibility, and he has to prove that he bought the field. Meaning, if the uh, son knew nothing about this field, uh, and the only information he has is from the fellow who claims he bought it, then why would the fellow lie? If the fellow wanted to lie, he could have just said, it never was your father's, and the boy would know nothing about it. But if there were witnesses to the fact that it was his father's, then the Pesha Asar no longer exists. We're going to see a number of uh, Mishnayot on the theme of Pesha Asar as we continue through the parak, In the meantime, we'll pause, and we'll pick it up with Mishnah Gimel on the next podcast. And we should have a wonderful day.